the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie. Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets casket is top. What's up, everyone? Welcome to DFS Army Bold Call Week 9 Waiver Wire Podcast, where we take a look at the waiver wire pickups you need to crush your season-long fantasy football league and also says these waiver wire pickups also happen to be DFS value plays. So uh, a great little daily fantasy sports nuggets about to transpire. We are brought to you by DFS Army, as always. and. Check out our sponsor, No House Advantage, where you can do props for cash. Use promo code ARMY and when you sign up over there, and you get awesome discounts and great things. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of props here before we get... Um, <laughs> you see the background going on? Yeah. yeah. This, is what, this is my life now. Um, we're going to talk about some props uh, for the Thursday night game that I'm really interested in. So uh, in honor of No House Advantage. We've got a couple of props I want to talk about. Um, but this show is all about helping you crush your fantasy league. And I've got season long says here. What's up, my man? Yeah, what's up, man? I, uh, I We're like in the heart of the season now. We're in, going into week nine. So the wave of wire, what we're going to do is we're going to treat it a little differently than what we would in the past. Uh, for example, like when we get to the tight ends, if uh, if you're if you have an opponent that has George Kittle, and there's only one good tight end on the waiver wire, say like a Logan Thomas, and we'll get into all that. We're going to have to start playing defense a little bit and make bids on these guys so our opponents don't get the guys in addition to what we need. So this is a this is the point uh, going into week nine where we start changing up our strategy. Absolutely. What I love is you can, number one, if you've been following this, you pretty much have no fob left because there's been like four or five spend all your fob situations already this season. Hopefully you picked up a player like that, a Fulgham or or, or one of these players that replaced a, an injury uh, for the season. And so, great. But you can make them zero dollar bids. What, what's that? Who do you think has been the waiver wire pickup of the year so far? It's Fulgham, I think. Yeah, it's usually a running back, right? But this year so far, it's been, I mean, has there been a running back that's been like, thank God I got him in week one or week two, and he's just been there. Oh, you know what? If Miles James Gaskin Rob was that, by the way. Miles Gaskin was that, but I think James Robinson, if he was a waiver wire yeah. guy and not like, you know, if you didn't get out, if you had a. He was not drafted by anybody. He was a mm -hmm. waiver wire week one guy. So yeah, he, yeah. but it was week one. But yes, James Robinson actually has to be the star of the waiver of the, for the season. But I'm going to give Fulgham uh, uh, the, the, the nod at wide receiver. Absolutely. How about Ebear as the QB waiver wire pickup of the year? Yeah. I mean, in one, in two QB leagues, even because like Tyrod Taylor was drafted, there's a chance that, you know, people didn't take Justin Ebear, Justin Herbert. Now you got me saying it. Justin yes. Herbert. No. <laughs> Justin, Justin Herbert in the, Herbert in the, not a bad, a bear. That's a badass name. <laughs> but I'm just saying there's a chance that it was week one or two or that he wasn't drafted. So, Absolutely. And even in one QB leagues, uh, in a in a year where most of the QBs you took, if you took Lamar and Pat Mahomes early, I mean, yeah, Pat Mahomes has come through a little bit recently, but up until that big 50 pointer, you you were a little like pissed off, you know. No, that you but you, listen, you're never crying about having Pat Mahomes on your team. And and you know, the breakout is always a, a, a minute away. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. Like, don't be upset. I mean, the breakout is is right around the corner. Um, but yeah, Herbert for real. It looks spectacular against great defenses. I'm scared to see what he's going to do this week against a mediocre to bad defense. Let's see what 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 goes on. Yeah, no, he looks like he he looks like Dan Marino out there in the sense where I know he's got way more mobility than that. But do you remember like when we were kids and you first saw Dan Marino throwing the ball around? It was like lasers. You know, what I mean, like it was just a different trajectory on the ball. Even when you like you when you played Tecmo Bowl when you're a kid, right? And you used the Dolphins, who weren't like a great team, but that offense, like you would use Marino in Tecmo Bowl, and the yeah. ball would laser forward, whereas the other guys was more like a looping throw. So that's what it, Justin Herbert looks like to me right now. He literally looks. You got that nice young arm in there that can push it down and then add the mobility to it. I mean, next year we're going to be looking at him as a top five quarterback in fantasy leagues. Can you imagine Burrow too, though? I mean, you know, you can't, these guys, these rookies have been great this year. It's amazing to me how, and this has nothing to do with the waivers for this week, but it, it is amazing to me how, you know, one season you can have five quarterbacks drafted and they're all complete dog shit. 
And the next year you get three or four guys that are all spectacular. It's like, why, why, why did my, why is it the, why, when the jets draft one, they always stink. Why is it always the jets that get the dud? Yeah, man, it's why it, it's it's difficult, like even in a year and in, in you know, this comes back to what we were talking about, about t- not just taking the quarterback. If you're a real NFL team, just because they're the best quarterback in that class, you never force the uh, Sam Bradford pick at one. If there's an all star, all all pro defensive end or a tackle, you take them there. If you never force the Christian Ponder type of pick, you always want to take the QB in the top five. If you think they're going to be or top six, if they're going to be the franchise QB. And if you believe that, then you execute. Yeah, it's hard to know. I mean, what no I'm saying, you have to believe there. that. You have no to one, believe that. Yeah, but no one said that about Herbert. And and here he is. You know, he went, he dropped. And here he is. And let's see how Tua does. Tua is another guy. So let's get into that. Actually, let's get into the. To talk about actually what, what I want to talk about first is let's talk about a couple of props for the Thursday night game. Um, really interesting. I love betting on props and right. you know, and the I, good people at no house advantage sent us a couple of props to talk about. So let's, let's pop one up on the screen. The big, the big names, there's a lot of disaster going on for Thursday night injuries, Corona exploding all over the place. Um, not a lot of weapons for either team. So let's take a look at Devontae Adams and what the prop is and we'll get, uh, we'll get our opinions on it. All right, so Devontae Adams comes in at no ha- on no house advantage on the wrap at seven and a half reception, 91 and a half yards. Uh, Geek, he is the only game in town. He is the lone man right now in Aaron Rodgers' circle of trust. The running backs are not there. Is this is it almost too obvious that Devontae Adams is a double digit catch in a hundred yards? Is that banked? You could bank on that. The seven and a half receptions is ridiculous in this spot with no running back on the on the forty uh, on the Packers to boot. It just increases the chances of 12, 14, 16 targets for Devontae in the well, spot. He's gonna get more than seven and a half receptions. You know, it, can you ever lock in 100 yards? This is about as close as you can get. So I like the over on both of those. Big time. Yes. So let, let's tie that Big into league. the let's tie let's tie that into the waiver wire a, a little bit. So with Alan Lazard coming back, all right. Alan Lazard not coming back. No, no. But he he is if not this week, next week in week nine, he's probably not going to be bid on in too many of your waiver wires. Is he? And listen, every roster spot in our in our season long league is valuable. We have five bench spots, six bench spots, maybe seven if you're in a bigger, uh, deeper league. But are you, where are you prioritizing Alan Lazard versus some of the other waiver wire pickups this week, like Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, and even Sterling Shepard? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you have to put, you must put those other guys ahead of Lazard. Lazard is fine. He's a nice piece, but even when he was playing, he had one good game. He wasn't like he had two. He had two good games yeah, and one monster game. game. One monster game, and the other good game was like four receptions. So it wasn't like the guy has been a volume machine. I I think Devontae Adams continues to suck up all the volume over there. So I like him. He's a nice piece, zero dollar bid. But yeah. I mean, if we're gonna get into the wide receiver position, which I think is important, it, like if some of these guys are available, you need to grab them first. And and a lot of the leagues they will be. So you've got the the big breakouts this past weekend and. I'm going to caution on one of the names you have. So for says he's got five or six players that all come with, a, with essentially with above $0 bidding on our list this week. I'll, I'll just name them all. Yeah, just name just them and then well. just, just name them. And then we can kind yeah. of sort out the order. So That's right. So you've got Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, Sterling Shepard, Kendrick Bourne, who's got yeah. the Rona, right? We're, we're taking Kendrick Bourne yeah. off the list. He, he is non-bearable right now. Got the Rona, Nicole Hardman, and a uh, Randall Cobb and Jalen Rager. So, that's a good group this week. I like them all. Now, here's where I'm going to throw some warning out. I have some concerns about Curtis Samuel with the return of Christian McCaffrey. What we saw was Curtis Samuel kind of sucking up some of the Christian McCaffrey volume last couple of weeks. Did well, but I'm not super excited about Curtis Samuel as much as maybe you might be considering his past two weeks of production because I do think that Christian McCaffrey will come in and suck up that style of um, those style of plays for his team. So I well, just here, think he got the Christian McCaffrey work. Well, there's a lot, you know, there's, re- there's receivers on by, you may have lost Kenny Galladay. Yeah. You may have lost Odell Beckham. 
Uh, you weren't lucky enough to pick up uh, Antonio Brown. Um, you don't think Curtis Samuel is at least part of the game plan? And uh, you don't no. think that he, okay. no, so, he's going to be the guy that you're going to be upset that you started. I, I think it's much more likely to go that way where you're about, like, oh, I started the zero. Damn. All right. So then let's let's go into that injury of Kenny Galladay. It's a hip injury. Yeah. They want him to yeah. have surgery. I don't think he's going to be so quick to do it. it there's no I, I don't think we see Kenny Galladay for the rest of the fantasy season. If Detroit somehow makes it into the real NFL playoffs, uh, it's it's definitely possible. And we don't have any news yet on Kenny Galladay. But it was Marvin Hall. That had a hundred yards. Uh, four, he's about three he's or about, four receptions. Yeah, he was. That's what I'm saying. Like that's useful for fantasy. He's he's the 5'10", 190 pound speedster. That he's the only one that does that. Hawkinson has been the seam threat. Marvin Jones, we know, is every time we start him, we're disappointed. Every time he's on our bench, he ca- he gets three touchdowns. It's such um, a disappointment. Right, Marvin Jones might be available on your waivers. Oh, he's available. That's why I put yeah. him on there. He he's not yeah. he's not heavily owned. But what I'm saying is that in the leagues where instead of like a Curtis Samuel, that's really where I was going. This would you rather zero bid on someone like Marvin Hall, or you just think that's too much of a long shot? Marvin Hall is definitely a long shot because w- what you're going to see with with the lines is next week some other name is going to pop, and you're going to be okay. like, oh, I thought it was supposed to be Marvin Hall, and it's like Quintez Cephas. Yeah, you know, I think he's Quintez Cephas, and it's yeah. like. It's it, that's what happens. I, I I just I feel like we've been through this song and dance with the Lions last year. Kenny Galladay's always getting hurt, so this isn't new territory. And what you notice, you'll see it. You'll see it with the Lions. Is all of a sudden some other dude is going to break out? And you're like, who the fuck is that? I thought it was Marvin Hall. So yeah. there's no reliable volume here. This is more of a GPP DFS dart throw situation for me than it is like somebody I'm excited for my season long league outside of the deepest. I will say who I am excited about out of this whole list. You've got two names that legitimately, legitimately give me tingles. Little tinglies. They're going up and down. Okay. From all of the group, if Nicole Hardman is available, I, I feel like you should have owned him already. Like he shouldn't be available. So grab him. Well, if he had, league, he had, you know, you're going to, with Nicole Hardman, you're going to have the ups and downs. Last week was an yeah. up. You'll you know? get the zeros. But as long as Sammy Watkins is out, this is a guy that you kind of you could start on your team. When Sa- if Sammy Watkins comes back, we throw that out. But whenever Sammy Watkins is out, and he's not a reliable guy, but you could start him on your team. But the yeah. name I'm going to say that excites me, the two names that excite me a lot here, Sterling Shepard from the Giants, if he's available, he's going to continue to get what he gets, which is about six receptions, 60 yards. He's going to get you 12 fantasy points on your PPR league. That's enough for me. That's like a guy I'm kind of happy with. Giants are always throwing. They're not. They don't have a running back that's good. Um, they 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 don't have another alpha wide receiver. Yeah, he's actually even been better than that. I mean, and, and Sterling Shepard is a good NFL wide receiver. Yeah. The Giants don't uh, retain him if they start selling off or if they're if you know. I don't know exactly what his contract status is, but Sterling Shepard is that player that's going to be a professional wide receiver on NFL teams for the next you know five yeah. to six years. I think you're going to be happy you have him. He definitely see, feels like you can pick him up off the waiver wire and put him right in your starting lineup. The other guy that I'm uh, that on the list here that I think. Uh, has legs is Jalen Rager looked good to me. Uh, he didn't connect on a couple deep passes. I was a little worried. Carson Wentz had one of those bad Wentz weeks. Um, I, I think that at even point, at this point, we have to just call those Wentz weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you that. And again, I, I don't mean to skip around, but we're, we're, who's the other guy? He was, well, well, just to be clear, Rager was my other guy. That yeah. I was okay. Good. Yeah. Rager. Those are the two I'm like, okay, not only am I happy to pick them up, for 5% of FOB or some low enough number, but I'm happy to slide them into my starting lineup right away. In my PPR league, that's my WR3. I'm not feeling horrible. I'm not feeling like I'm going to get a zero from Marvin Hall. I'm feeling like, okay, I'm good with Jalen Rager. He's I'm happy with this. Yeah, I'm and the other my WR3. And your deeper leagues, your 14-team leagues, uh, Darnell Mooney, he, he's reminding me a lot of what, uh, uh, Darius Slayton for the Giants was last year a fifth round later round pick that's actually been the the productive one and he looks fast out there and sometimes when we look at the the college profile on these guys and we just see speedster we don't think that they have uh, the the football acumen and but they get in an NFL game and they actually perform Mooney has looked like uh, a steal for the Bears in the later rounds in your deeper leagues him and Jacoby Myers certainly plays uh, geek uh, are you just staying on wide receivers 
do you think there's anything to the rumors? And I guess uh, it can't happen now, but I was real uh, concerned at one point that Will Fuller might have been traded. Uh, you know, you heard those Will Fuller's of the Packers, and people were excited about that. I was not excited about that. I want him with Deshaun Watson. I don't want him developing new chemistry with the risk of Aaron Rodgers throwing him out of the circle of trust. So I am glad he stayed there because uh, I have Randall Cobb on my list. Um, to and you know, I obviously, like you have him on your list only because you thought Fuller was going to be yes. traded away, yes. So you can remove that, he's yep. not going to be traded. The trading deadline is passed, and yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Fuller's in his best situation. And by, by the way, I don't understand the Texans are tanking now, like, why are they trading him? So I, I didn't well, understand, they didn't, they didn't trade I, him. What were they going to get back? Is there, do the Packers have an old running back like Jamal? Like, who, what, what old, decrepit running back was, was like. This I team, think, well, I mean, Bill O'Brien's gone, but like you know, did they I think Will, I think Will Fuller would have fetched them a late first round pick. They tried; they were only getting a third, and and they were asking for a fifth back, from what I heard. So like, they offered him basically nothing, and and the Packers were like, we're, it's not worth it right now. But I don't, I don't understand what the Packers are thinking. They should have. You're looking at it from the Will Fuller owner point of view. I look at it as a Packer owner. I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. If, as a Packer fan, I'm like, what do you mean it's not worth the, the spend? You're in a Super Bowl year where you're essentially the favorite or or in the top two, three to make and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the other thing was you, you would think instead of take, I mean, we're not going to backtrack onto points we were making all offseason long, but why take a first round quarterback we, when you could have drafted Justin oh, Jefferson or the other guy they could have drafted was Brandon Ayuk. And let's use that as a jumping off point because he was one of the props on no okay. house advantage that I wanted to talk about this week was Brandon Ayuk. Let's take a look at his prop real quick and we'll come back and finish out receivers. All right, Brandon Ayuk coming in at four and a half receptions, 63 and a half yards. That I've never seen a team more injured than the 49ers. Uh, another lock and load for Brandon Ayuk on the over on those props? I, I, I'm not going to lock and load it, and I'm going to tell you why. As much as I have a hard time seeing, I don't care what's going on, him not getting five receptions in this game. Nick Mullins is the quarterback. They're, they're, there's no running back that they can lean on. The issue for me is Yair Alexander is going to be on Brandon Ayuk in this game, and there's just no reason to put him on anyone else because they don't have other wide receivers on the 49ers. So I'm a little worried about all that defensive attention that we might see. They're going to be throwing a lot, but I think the throws are going to go to nameless wide receivers that aren't maybe being covered by elite corners. The so, Trent Taylor type of guys? Yeah, nameless guys, basically. So Ross Dwelly. So, Ross Dwelly, I like. I'm a Ross Dwelly <laughs> fan. But right, um, my qu question about yeah, uh, here, here's my question about Ayuk though, is that he is uh, when, when he was in Arizona State, he, he hit the comp I had from was Odell Beckham, where he takes those short stance to the house. So if they can get Ayuk a couple of those wide receiver screens or two step drop, three step drop uh, slants, and Ayuk can bust one of those, you're going to blow that pop prop out of the water. Yeah. I agree with what you said about the coverage, but I still think uh, Shanahan, I trust in him, has a way to get him open. Yeah. Let's transition right over to I, the I, running. I just want to throw out, in fairness, that prop is low. Like you would have expected, if it's not elite cornerback play, we, I really would have expected like 75, 80 yards, maybe six receptions. So, it is mooted for the matchup. Okay. All right. So let's move over to running backs. Yeah. It's an running interesting where the money's made, man. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting week for running backs. We were begging you on this show to go get Gus Edwards two weeks ago after Mark Ingram got hurt and they were heading into a buy. He was a perfect $0 bid at that point. Came through for you this week. I don't think Mark Ingram's back this week. Of course, J.K. Dobbins look good, geek. But Gus Edwards is the um, is the guy that is the between the tackles guy. He's a, a restricted free agent next year. Whatever team signs Gus Edwards next year, I'm going to say that's a smart team. So if he gets uh, an offer from just any team, and even if the Ravens match it and they they part ways with with Mark Ingram, which is possible, uh, we already know the Ravens are a smart team. But I think there's going to be a they're not, a they're not letting him go. They're going to get rid of Ingram. So right, but I'm saying is there's going to be a it depends because there's going to be a small bidding war for someone like Gus Edwards. I think that you know a normal running back in uh, he could get about two to three million. I think there's someone that's going to want to um, you know 
someone that's going to want to emulate what the Tyson, uh, the the Titans are doing and get you a one, two punch. I'm not saying Gus Edwards is, is him is uh Derek Henry by any means, but I think he's going to get a healthy contract for him this week. Are you putting in, I have him down for 25% of your budget. Uh, there's, Gus Ed- there's no way I put up 25% of my fob for Gus Edwards this week. No what way. are you saving it for? I'm saving it for the next injury, the next DJ Dallas or or situation like that. So I'd much rather hold that that um, that firepower. Gus Edwards is going to be fine, but um, you know he's the same guy he kind of was before. He's getting a little bit more, but you know my my reality is when before the injury to Ingram, none of these running backs were doing anything. So I don't I, I you know I don't trust. I'm not spending 25 percent of my fob on Gus Edwards, and. Um, all right, there we go. I'm I'm just not doing it, right? I, I don't I don't like that style of player. I'm going to say the other names that you have on this list here for the uh, the running back position is very thin, and I'm going to ask you why you like some of these guys. But listen, Jordan Wilkins, Naeem Hines so, coming off by the way. Week. Just just talking to uh, our guys in the uh, in the chat here. <laughs> Shade said Gus Edwards is Jordan Howard. He's not that bad. Gus Edwards is good. Jordan Howard is just a guy, he's, and Gus he's Edwards way better. Yeah, yeah, he's way better right. than. Right. And Jordan Howard, but I just don't Welcome. like that play. It's still two guys. They still have Justice Hill hanging around. I think, nah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, if so if you need a running back, night. if you need a running back this week, and all of us do, I mean, you know, all of us do. I feel comfortable playing Gus Edwards, and I know you're about to talk about Jordan Wilkins, but I, I'm, you know, we saw I'm the big game. To play him, but I'm not knocking that. I I just don't want to spend so much fob. I think you can get him for like a two dollar bid, a one or two percent bid. I don't think you need to bid. 25% of your fob. I'm telling you, you can get this guy for, for three, 4%, like nothing because your opponents know Gus Edwards for years. He's the second fiddle. They want JK Dobbins. So Gus Edwards goes second fiddle. No one pays up for the number two wide receiver after an injury. You can get him for one or 2%. That's what, that's the way I would approach that. Get him, play him this week, but do not spend 25% of your fob. That's a, and I feel the same way, by the way, about these other guys, Jordan Wilkins, um, Came in, Jonathan Taylor. I think he got hurt in the game, or I don't know what the hell happened. I think it was one of those situations where they said, "Oh yeah, we were just protecting his injury." I, I, I've told you since the very beginning in the preseason, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, those are the running backs to own. Everybody else was uh, going crazy for uh, Jonathan Taylor, and of course Clyde Edwards-Helaire. And I'm not saying, "Hey, I was right; they were wrong." But Jonathan Taylor, I didn't see what everyone else was seeing. I certainly had him as a top four back, as in, as in the elite tier. But we're seeing a little bit now of of what we discussed in the preseason. And Jordan Wilkins is good. He's a good player. Um, and again, I just think now maybe none of them are player. I mean, playable. Uh, if uh, I don't know if you have better options than Jonathan I'm Taylor saying, on on I your mean, team, but you you're certainly not. Go. You don't even have to go to the team. The, the situation's gross. You don't want these guys. These are emergency. You know, I want to spend my fob on players that I can feel happy starting if I pick them up and like some shit goes right. This is not it. I'm not going to ever feel happy starting Jordan Wilkins unless Jonathan Taylor is out. And yeah. and the same thing with Naeem Hines. I'm not happy with him unless the other dude is out. Nice. John Gary's 8-0 in his league. He's doing well. Um, yeah. Not bad. Right, what was so, that? A, a, a nice humble brag there, huh? There it is. Should I tell him about our dynasty league where I'm like 400 points scored above the next number two team? Oh, no, I'll keep points. that to my no. Uh, Fred Lane, I'm like uh, in our in our one league, I'm like 300 points above number two. You're um, rocking in that league, but I, yeah, the one yeah. the one spot I want to let the listeners know that um, I, I I'm not sure we see eye to eyes on Gus Edwards. He is a startable running back, and that is what you want to use your fob for. Uh, you, you, it's very rare that you have a Travis Fulgham come about on the waiver wire, a wide receiver that you could stick in there every week with confidence. Um, I think week nine, you're four and four. You're five and three. You want to step on that gas. You, you have a running back that's down for the count. Don't save that money. It's no good. You can't take it with you. I certainly endorse putting a 20, 25%. Go get Gus Edward. Now, uh, season it to the flavor of your league. If you're in a if you're in a league with a bunch of um, chicken littles, right, a bunch of uh, nutless players, you certainly can use it. But absolutely, I would do what it took to get Gus Edwards if you need a running back this week. Uh, talk to me about Cam Akers. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really get the play with Acres either. The only thing that's going on is if Darrell Henderson is hurt and he that's came out last week, then we want to. I mean, Cam Akers, all right, so you could pick. I, I think Darrell Henderson is going to come back, so I don't want to spend on on Acres here, and I think you could pick him up again for a zero dollar bid. 
Well, so let me that, ask you this. That's the way I would go. Right. But I'm saying, so let's say you have that rotational spot at the end of your bench. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, somebody spent the fourth round pick on Cam Akers. You know, I know that doesn't mean much right now. Mm-hmm. And and it seems like, you know, it's but is Cam Akers one of those players that if you're six and two, if you're five and three and you have things are going well, that isn't it worth just spending a little bit extra seven, eight bucks to put him on the end of the bench just in case he gets I hot and we I'm telling you, I don't think there's going to be a bid. I don't think you got to spend it. I'd rather, you know, I'm a value guy and I just don't think anybody's bidding. So I think you can get him for a dollar bid or, or zero, put a dollar on it. If you want to make sure you can beat out the zero guy, but no one pays for a player who's not playing this week. So they're just going to like, forget about him. The name name that you might listen, I don't want to spend a ton of money on this guy either. He's on your list. There's a few other names on your list. There's Alfred Morris. Listen, he's a fucking zero and yep. zero I bid. Mean, it's a zero to put him on your, I would not have him on. I don't care. I would rather not. So forget the giant I'd rather not back. play a running back. I just have nothing because I think this guy might deliver a negative score and cost you a win. Yep. How about um, minus two? The one guy I didn't add yet. And um, is what are we doing here? Uh, the Green Bay backfield. Do we know that Aaron Jones is iffy? We know that uh, AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams are both out this week with Corona or you know COVID nineteen yeah. reserve list. So Tyler Irvin, he's a pass catching back, and then they brought up Dexter Williams from the practice squad. Profiles more of a, a you know like a zone runner, uh, two down back. Either one of those guys um, worth an ad here? Yes, that's where you want to go this week. And Ricky's got a good question about Matt Breida. We'll talk about that in a second. Both of those guys are playable this week, tomorrow. I think Irvin is the better play. You could probably, again, you might have to pay a little bit to pick him up. And it's a one-week thing. I don't think you'll, you know, it's a. I think it's corona exposure situation going on over there. So we don't want to have him for more than one week. If you're desperate for a running back this week and none of these other names are sort of floating around, that's perfect. I would pick up Tyler Irvin. I will start him. Boom. Tomorrow night, a PPR league. Expect, you know, a miracle maybe. We saw t- t- Ty Montgomery once bust out with. Well, you're, ho- you're hoping to get. Game. You're hoping if you get your 12 points out of Tyler Irvin, you, he did his job. Yeah, that's what you're looking at. He did Great. his job. Thank you very much. Yeoman-like performance. That's all we can ask. And you can play him. Now, Matt Breed is really interesting. I want to talk to you about this because we just said okay. um, Jordan Howard sucked. So with the injury to Miles Gaskin. For those of you who haven't heard yet, Gaskin's going to be out about three weeks. Yeah. He had a little MCL MCL sprain, and uh, it should also be known that Geek swindled one of our league mates, and he traded away Gaskin, I think Monday, before this news broke, for Keenan Allen. For Keenan Allen. Nice job, Geek. But- you don't, you, let me just tell you, you don't want to be in a league with me. I'm just letting you know. Or you don't want to trade with you when you're in that no, league. No, uh, no, no, no. I do. I hey, listen. I accept trades when they're offered to me, but you don't want to be in a league with me. S- says only wants the, the 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 sharpest players in the league to oh. prove. I'm gonna point this way that to prove that he's like good at season long fantasy football. Me, I'm just in it to win. I don't give a fuck. I want the worst people in the league because I want to take your money. But I'll go in a league with anybody. But you don't want to be in a league with me. So anyway, yes, I did trade away the right. asset. I had advanced knowledge of his um in- did? injury. I, you know, Geekstradamos, I always know. I always know. Um <laughs> Clark would have been like, I could be in a fucking league with you because I ain't taking your shitty ass trades. So here we go. All right. So um, wait a second. So Matt Breida, by the way, mispracticed today. He's dinged up. Are you, I mean, obviously he was the running back to own of the three. I've been asked this already. They Now the Dolphins traded for DeAndre Washington. They swapped the sixth and the seventh with Kansas City. DeAndre Washington, though he doesn't light the room on fire, we know he's a capable NFL pass catcher. Jordan Jordan Howard's going to be activated. So yes, it makes sense that Matt Breida would be the first up, but let's keep an eye. He's He has not stayed healthy throughout his career. There's a possibility that Matt Breida misses this week. We don't know yet. It's, so- a gross, it's a gross situation. It's not good. I don't think that Matt Breida is some lock to get all the carries. Um, I, I guarantee you, borderline, that Jordan Howard will not be inactive this week. Oh, no, no, no. So he's, he's he'll, he'll be playing. This is more of a gross. It's like I, I, I've been pondering and, and contemplating this for DFS purposes. There's no safety in Matt Breida um, this week unless the team comes out and says, Matt Breed is our guy, but they won't. 
So we're not no, going to. No, no, no. If, they if, won't. At best, at best, if, if you're picking up and playing Matt Breida, and, and again, keep an eye on those injury reports, but this is what you're hoping for. You're hoping for about four or five targets and about six to eight runs. That's what you should reasonably expect. Yeah. Not hoping for. That's what you should expect. We're, we're not getting Miles Gaskin numbers. Although the, the reason we, we have those dreams of Miles Gaskin is because we've seen him do that in his career, but they're probably not going to do it here. So um, definitely um, not a good situation. Again, I've contemplated for DFS purposes. It, it, it's not working. Um, a couple other names that you have on the list here and that I want to go over. I really like Wayne Gallman. It's a bad matchup this week against Washington, but I paid a lot of fob for Wayne Gallman in other leagues because, A, I'm not a believer in Devonta Freeman. I think he's really bad um, at uh, football. He's, he's injured. He's injured now, but he sucks anyway. And and, and, and it was, was a matter of time. What do they need an old guy for? Right. Wayne yep. Gallman's a better running back than Devonta Freeman is anyway. The problem is now they got fat Al fat Albert. Fat Alfred. Fat Alfred, not Albert. Fat Alfred. Alfred. And I'm gonna sing a song for you. You know Fat Albert? Of course. Hey, hey, hey. So they got Fat Alfred over there. You know, to smash in the goal line carries. I still think um, that Goldman is the guy to own over there. I like him, and I like him even this week in a horrible matchup. Um, as assuming that Devonta doesn't come back, the biggest one of them all is DJ Dallas. Well, uh, okay, so the, Chris Carson is trending towards playing, and I know trending towards. What does that mean? Uh, but Chris Carson, what Chris Carson? I was just saying, yes, DJ Dallas is a pass catching running back. Played a little quarterback. Uh, in high school, and I think even uh, just as he went to Florida, right? Florida, no, he went to Florida, I think, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, but he looked good to me, he looked like he was shifty, he made some good cuts. Um, the pass catching running back in a Russell Wilson offense, useful. I just don't want you to go empty out your fab budget. Dude. Chris Carson comes back, okay? No, no, because he might not play, yeah, you might not get even one start out of him, so right. and, and it's definitely not a multi start situation with two guys ahead of him, so um. No, no, Tua. I, I mean, we could talk about Tua, but we'll get to that on the Geeks Vegas Line Show. That's more of a that's more of a DFS discussion. Maybe, yeah, we'll yeah. I think you could play Tua. Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. He looked terrible last week. Even better. Good, good on that. I'm glad he did. Yeah. Doesn't mean right, that again this week. But let's get speaking of Tua. Let's get to the. Oh, I thought we were going. Uh, we jump you, over to quarterbacks as we talk. Right, sure, sure. Yeah, quarter. Listen, quarterbacks in one quarter on here. Yeah, in let one me qualify this. Let me qualify this. I'll qualify it for everybody. As long as you're in a two QB league, you probably don't need a fucking quarterback, right? And if you do, you're in a lot of trouble. If you're in a two QB league and you have an emergency, you know, some of these names are okay. You've got Nick Mullins, who's playing for San Francisco. The He's available. He's available in your two QB league. And mm -hmm. how about, I didn't put him on here, but do you know who is going to be playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys this week? Um, yeah, I did hear. Wait, no, no, no. Forget the Cowboys. Forget well, that's Cow who's available in the, the two Jaguar league. guy is the one I'm I'm interested in. Loughton. Jake La Jake Loughton. Loughton. Jake Loughton. Forget that yeah. the Cowboys are a disaster. Don't touch well, that. Okay. The, well, here's here's that. here's what Jake. So you can tell me your knowledge stuff. Here's Jake Luton. Jake. Here's yeah. what Jake Luton is. Okay. So if you're if you like Drew Locke, you're gonna like uh, Jake Loughton. That's no what he likes. Is. Drew Locke. Well, no that's one. my point. No one that's, likes Drew Locke. That's my point. But here here's what he is. He's big arm. He's a pocket passer. He's a big, he's a big dude. And what he'll do is he makes that he he looks at the first read and that's who he hits. He doesn't scan the field. I went back and watched a little of his tape. And he he sees it. He's got to see it open. And he fires it in. He's got the big arm. So this could he end up being run with the football. No, no. He's a pocket passer. Big guy. Think of him like uh a young, I'm trying to think. He's, you know, he's like the six four. 230 pound big arm passer. He's Drew Locke. Little, Bad Brock, footwork. little, little Brock Lesnar. Not uh, Brock uh, Osweiler. Osweiler. Well, yeah. that guy was 6'8 and he was terrible. Yeah. I, I think that he, he should be fine, but it's first read, throw the football. He's not making his second and third reads. Uh, again, just think about this is he, his comp would be Drew Locke. This could end up being an improvement for the offense. We don't know. Uh, if he does win the job, and I think that hopefully he will, uh, and we won't see Mike Glennon, because uh, at least it's the unknown. It's something, and I think that you certainly want to bid on him just in case. It's a, it, you know, we, last year Gardner Minshew was a a late round pick that ended up panning out. This is a totally different kind of quarterback, though. Don't look for any rushing stats; just look for him to fire it down the field. This could end up being good for DJ Shark. 
um, can't be much worse than what DJ Shark has done so far. So, um, yeah, I see that. Tua is a pickup that I think you can get as well. He looked really bad last week, which means you'll be able to get him for free. And the nice thing about it is, listen, that was a brutal matchup. It wasn't when like it, go in two, two QB leagues. Two is not all two QB league stuff. You, if you're if you're you've already lost your single QB league. If you're needing to mess with these guys, well, Nick so Mullins like, is interesting. Well, no, he's not. No, he's not. Um, no one. None of these guys are particularly interesting. I hate them all. I hate them all. But I mean, right, if so, I had to, if I had to take a risk with one, I would do Tua just because we know Tua has that talent. And again, we've seen the the Herberts and the Burrows of the world start right away and and produce fantasy scores. So there's no reason Tua can't do it. I know he looked like shit against the Rams, but the Rams make all quarterbacks look pretty bad. So it's not like that was. Now let's see what he does in an easy matchup. That's all I'm saying. All right. I mean, how about Dallas Cowboys in the two QB league? Uh, Cooper Rush. Uh, no, 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 no. They're, I mean, the two QB league, you'd rather going two guys. They're like, hey, we're going to give these two guys a shot. You can't ever mess with a team that's quote unquote starting two different guys. That's a big disaster. It's just just play the defense. You'd, or you just and rather play a um, just a position player. In I, I would rather play freaking like, you know, who do we just say? I'd rather play um, Jalen Rager. Yeah, my, Henry Rugg, someone like that. I'd rather put anything there than one of those guys. Okay. All right, let's move on to tight end. Uh, I, I, the guys I have on this list, I think it's actually a pretty good week for tight end. Now, we know, unless you have Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, it's been a struggle at tight end. You've been, you, it, The worst kind of guys are to have is someone like Mark Andrews, where they're too good to bench, but they just don't perform for you. Uh, Eventually, so, they will start performing. But Mark Andrews is going to turn it around. Yeah, but I'm saying if you have someone like Mike Kosicki, you can cut him for a Logan Thomas, no problem. If uh, you know, if, if you have uh, another one of these tight ends that just Dalton Schultz, you're not. I mean, although Dalton Schultz could end up being a nice security blanket for the new Dallas QB, but if you're if you're not, if you've been disappointed, you've been getting fours and fives out of your your tight end. Don't worry, everybody else has too. But definitely pick up Eric Ebron, who's had four or five catches in his last five games, had a touchdown last week, I believe. Trey Burton has been a big part of the game plan. Right, even even ran a touchdown in. Jack Doyle fell in the end zone, and the guy that I have actually on the bottom of the list that you uh your ears perking up from a DSF, dfs perspective ross dwelly makes me want to push him up uh ross, top- ross dwelly is you have him at the bottom of your he's the best pickup out of this whole group okay but do you think he'll be the most popular i don't know but i think he's the best pickup of the group now the thing holding dwelly back the only thing and i don't think this is a real serious issue is the fact that um reed is hanging out there and it's looking like he's going to play again. But Reed is a, a is an injury machine. Right. I was going to say that this is the thing. And again, I, I know we have to analyze football. So this is nothing to do with like the hate Jordan Reed situation. But, but like oh. if you start Jordan Reed, like how confident are you that even going to finish the game? I no, mean, no. And, and I, I think because of all his injuries, he's only going to play 10 or 15 snaps. I have seen with my own eyes. Ross Dwelly come in for George Kittle. George Kittle is a guy who gets hurt a lot. I have Ross Dwelly on a, on the on the best ball teams that I took George Kittle on because he was the guy that was like, you know what, this fucker George Kittle's getting hurt, and when he's gotten hurt in the past, Dwelly has come in and had big games. Why? Because San Francisco likes to throw to the tight end. They don't really have a lot of players um, to throw to this week. Everything points to not only Dwelly having a good game tomorrow, but a rest of the season role that is exactly what I'm looking for on waivers. That's the guy, especially if I don't have a tight end who's producing. That's the guy that I want to grab. No one in your league even knows who he is. They're not going to bid anything because they didn't play DFS last season. And so they don't know that when Dwelly came in for Kittle, he had a bunch of big games. They don't know it because they don't play DFS. So we agree, though, that uh, Logan Thomas, I mean, if you're getting four catches, I don't understand how he's on the waivers. Well, because they were off on a bye last week. So, you know, you can't, it's hard to hold a, a, a tight end that's barely, you know, that's startable on, on some weeks and not the others through a bye. Uh, it's, you you got to pick up some of these other players to put them in there. Uh, so Logan Thomas, we agree, is the pickup uh, five to 10 percenter for sure. Ebron, like I said, and Burton, five, uh, three to five percenter. Uh, it's been tough for everybody at tight end. So if you're struggling, I've gotten some questions in the DFS Army Slack about, hey, should I drop Hunter Henry? It's like, no, if you're if your tight ends giving you 10 points, I know it's not what you thought you were going to get, 
but it's be- it's it's good enough. Uh, streamer defense, streamer defenses. You actually talked about it before. You said uh, pick up and play Washington. Anyone against the New York Giants? It just Danny nope. Dimes does not have that internal clock. He takes sacks. He gets strip fumbled a lot. So um, other than Washington, is there anyone else from a streamer yeah. defense that you like this week? Right. Let me bring myself up, but I just want to point out it's not just that Danny Dimes is bad. Washington defense is good. Yeah, good now, good pass rush. Good pass we're, rush. Yeah, we're talking about a good defense. So Washington, love them. Love them. Okay, so some names that might be available to you, and that's the big question mark. Like, can I get these guys? Um, you know, I don't mind throwing uh, Arizona, the Cardinals, yeah. out there, going up against the rookie, Tua. I love Tua. Don't care that I love him. All I care about is he's a rookie, bound to make mistakes. Arizona defense, good defense. Not not the best, but good defense. Love Arizona here. Um, I'm going to see if there's any other unexpected ones. You can play the Giants defense against Washington. Throw that shit right back at him. Little defense, defense. Little double D. I love double Ds. <laughs> very good. Touche. Thank you very much. Um, hold up. There's one that you wouldn't even dream of. These are streaming defenses, guys. Streamers. I have I have more shit. Like I could be like, you could say I'm a streamer, but I'm not the only one. I got all kinds of dumb shit like that. But here's another streamer for you. Special. Don't forget it while I talk nonsense. That's what like I'm, I'm like, who who was I just about to say? And now I forgot who the fuck I was talking about. Um oh my god. I was so happy with my you can say I'm a streamer comment that I fucking I forgot who it was. Uh, not Atlanta. Right, right. Another rookie. Oh yeah, Texans. The Houston Texans. This is my problem. I get this. I distract myself. The Houston Texans are going up against the aforementioned rookie guy. No one's ever heard of him. Luton, whatever. For for the Jaguars. Yeah, you want to play defense. Now you might think of when you look at tennis uh, Texans, you're like, this is the worst defense in the league. They're like ranked thirty second in all these different categories. Doesn't matter. They're going up against a rookie. They're prideful and young guy, no experience. National Football League leads to turnovers. Give me the Texans here. They're available. You can get them zero dollar bid. Absolutely. Um, speak, you know, so we, we went over some of those those good streaming options, everybody. Uh, a couple other guys that you want to keep an eye on this week. Zero dollar bid, guys. If you have the room, I absolutely want you to pick up Benny Snell. Now, James Conner's looking real good right now, but he has been uh, injury prone, to say the least. And Benny Snell did get an opportunity to take a touchdown when Connor got stuffed last week. Other $0 bids for this week, I want you to take a look at Brian Hill. He looked real good, uh, and we know that Todd Gurley has not had a long history of health. So those are two guys I'm keeping an eye on after, because we often say that it's not just about the waiver wire. It's that second run of waiver wire after the free pickups that uh, that often make your week. Now we had a yeah. question in the in the chat I mean, says that yeah we're all over Edmonds John I mean it's yeah. this is more of a humble brag Edmonds isn't available I don't know why he was available in your league that was a great pickup is, is John and, in in a in a five team league what's going no, on I don't know he's his team he's with like the locals you know what I mean like so that's awesome but Edmonds is great we're gonna start him and we're gonna pay up and start him in DFS oh, this yeah. week at a, at a high salary level so this isn't one of these situations where we're dealing with a player that's cheap. And, you know, we're throwing him in. We love Edmonds. Uh, he smokes everybody whenever Drake has been out. So love Edmonds. Great team to be involved with. A uh, Miami right. defense, um, Ricky Gordon's asking about. They're a good defensive team, Miami. You can start them, but not against Arizona. Not against Kyler. That's my boy, Kyler Murray. We don't really want to mess with Kyler. But you can... I don't mind picking up Miami defense for a rest of the season. They're going to play the Jets again. They're going to play the Patriots. They, they they get to play really bad teams, and they're a very good defense. They're not even a good defense. They're a very good defense, and no one really thinks of them that way, but they've been a very good defense all year. Excellent. Yeah, so, you, can, you can roster them and just hold them for the rest of the season. All right, man. So that's a wrap for this time. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where if they want to oh, yeah. get – 
get access to us. They uh, actually first want to thank our sponsors over at No House Advantage. It's a props for cash site. Absolutely go over there. That's where we play our prop games every week. Use deposit code Army and download No House Advantage on any of your app stores or go to the website. Uh, we gave you two of the props today that we liked: uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Geek likes the under on Ayuk. I like the over, and we both like the over on Adams. Those are two smash spots for you right there. Uh, use deposit code ARMY, get a $20 match. And Geek, where can everyone sign up for DFS Army and become yeah. a VIP member? Listen, DFS Army, what are we? We're the ultimate fantasy sports community. Of course, our focus is daily fantasy sports. We're smashing eight, had a 250K winner last week. Had, by the way, it says you don't even, what we did on Monday night at the showdown was ridiculous. There were three people who tied for first place in the FanDuel a big contest, each winning 18K. We had a member throw one bullet at the DraftKings um, Monday Million. He won $42,000 and a split of a million-dollar top prize. And what was crazy was I saw nine other screenshots of people hitting the exact same lineup in different contests. So it was like first place in the dollar, first place in the 50 cent. First place in the three. I can't, you know, I don't get as excited for it because it's done 42K. But when you turn a dollar, um, there was a there was a girl on Twitter who tweeted me. She must be a light subscriber, not in our in our chat, but she tweeted me a one dollar entry on DraftKings. She's like, thanks, Army. And she won she won like a thousand dollars off a dollar taken first. You know what a thousand dollars off a dollar is? It's crazy. So everybody smashed. Great. What a week. great feeling that is, you know, it's just unbelievable. And so happy. And I love that it was a, it was one of our um, f- female subscribers or one of our girls. People think this is like only men and it's not. We have a lot of girls in DFS army. They're all awesome. And they take fantasy sports seriously. And they're not in there. Like I'm a girl, please help me. They're like, Hey, adding really valuable ideas. And I totally respect all of them. Yeah. I, I think awesome. the, I think the days of that, women don't do fantasy football is like three years ago. Uh, some of the, the best is that, high is that recently. Yeah. I mean, your wife yeah. is in our league. I've, she smashes. Um, that's some what I'm saying. Ago. Like yeah. some of the best high stakes players in the world of this game are female players. Now, again, it's, it's a male dominated thing just because it's always has been, but I, you know, there's no way like, Hey, look, it's a girl that even comes across my mind anymore. When you're talking about fantasy, I'm actually more wary. It's like, it's, you know, I forget who said this on, uh, it might've been Scott Barrett said it on Twitter. I thought it was interesting. And I heard Chris list repeat it that like, when you see uh, a player that gets drafted, like in the second round of the NFL draft and they don't have the speed or the size or the measurables, you're like, wait a second, that guy must be really good at what he does because because he doesn't have the athleticism and he's still a second round pick. So when I see a girl, when I see a female, the jets that drafted that, right. And And when I see a female, (laughs) when I see a female DFS player step up, I'm like, wait a second. They already know that this is, you know, it's it's not usual. So I'm paying special attention, and and that showed in the DFS army. She was a member that turned a, a buck into a thousand. It's like being a shorter guy. You try a little extra hard. Now, now, um, so what was I saying? We have a great community, daily fantasy focused, all sports. Um, you go to dfsarmy.com. You get signed up as a VIP. You get in our chat. Um, that it, it's everything. You got season long says asking your a, a, answering live your sit start questions. So you have all these questions. You got me and a whole team of DFS pros, people who play daily fantasy sports seriously. I, you know, that that are profitable players that are ranked pros that cover each individual sport. One of the things I say about DFS Army, by the way, and and you know, for those DFS Army people who are watching this, this is a public pod, so we we you know we're talking to the outside world here a little bit. But one of the things that's different about us is I didn't go ahead and say, hey, geek is is good at DFS. I'm gonna like do every sport. And I'm going to t- teach everybody every sport. I went, we, we went out and we got the best people for each sport that we could find. I found the best. I, we didn't find people that we had and say, Hey, can you do NASCAR? I went out and found the best NASCAR person in existence. And I said, Hey, I want to bring you here as part of our team. You know, I found the best projections people that I could find like people who were doing this and said, Hey, come and join DFS army and make us better as a group. So it's a really different approach than a lot of other sites did. I didn't go out and say, I'm an expert in basketball. I found people who were great at it, who were profitable players said, Hey, get in here and lead up this team for us. Use your experience because I don't know that much about this was, you know, years ago when we were doing this stuff. So we assembled a team of people who are great at what they do. I got the greatest esports guy there is. 
Like you don't even know. Our esports is incredible. It should be a standalone subscription for 40 bucks a month. It's all part of our $39.99 with promo code geek um, VIP plan. And, and the other thing, if you're not into daily fantasy sports, but you want to get your action, you go to Sports Bet Army, where we have a team of sports betting pros. We use models and analytics to pick plays. The, the profitability has been ridiculous. If you've been part of this for the beginning of the season, you'd be smashing. I don't have the numbers, but just last week it was up 15 units. Uh, I haven't I haven't lost an MMA. Not that everybody plays MMA. I haven't had a card, a losing MMA card in months. So we have this great team over at Sports Bet Army. Uh, that are giving out sports betting picks and tips and models and all that great stuff. It's a community as well. So if you want to sports bet, go to sportsbetarmy.com and get signed up over there. If you like DFS, go to dfsarmy.com. Get signed up over there as a VIP. We have a chat. You can hang out with the pros. So it's a really great thing. And Season Long says is in there too. Spit knowledge like spitball. Like, yeah, helping you with your season-long fantasy stuff. All right, Geek, until next time, uh, we'll be back next week with the Waiver Wire podcast, Week 10. You'll be back tomorrow with Geek's Vegas Lines. That's must-see uh, internet TV. Today. Wait, Geek's Vegas doing, Lines today. Okay, you're doing it's it today. Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Okay, Later just want, today. Holy so shit, you, you just reminded me. So we'll, okay. be back, we'll be back in an hour or two. Be Geek's Vegas Lines. <laughs> where you, where they break down everything from all the betting angles and DFS. That's must-see internet TV for me. I'm there every week. And then starting next week, you and I are going to uh, endeavor to add another podcast where we're just kind of uh, talking everything season-long dynasty football. We're going to be talking about trades. We'll take questions. It's just going to be what we do in the off-season, but in-season, now that we have a little bit more time. Uh, not that you ever have more time, but I'll have some more time in order to uh, engage the listeners a little bit more. Just remember to do all those YouTube things if you're still listening there. I see that we got a nice si size audience listening right now live. Give us a like. Give us a share. Give us a follow. Uh, hit the YouTube bell if you're watching on uh, YouTube. Get notifications when we go live, and absolutely important. So if uh, if you got value from this podcast, that's how you uh, repay us. You either repay us with a like, share, subscribe. Uh, and if you really want to support the DFS Army, like Geek said, come over to the DFS Army, sign up with a VIP membership, use promo code Geek or says S-E-Z, and get 20% off your first month. And until next time, my friend, we will see you uh, uh, actually a little bit later with Geek's Vegas Lines. The best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing. We regroup up in the Slack chat where the coaches debrief. We be piecing these.